Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, The Talent Surgery, The Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Women of FinTech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today, we are joined by Susanna Ponce-Fromont, Head of Financial and Credit Risk at Tide. Now, Tide is the UK's leading business financial platform on a mission to save small business owners time and money on their banking and admin. Susanna is a high-performance and innovative fintech and banking leader. She has 17 years of global banking experience in a credit risk management, business and products development, credit risk modeling, credit admin, and banking supervision in private and governmental financial sector. She currently leads the financial and credit risk management area at Tide to identify and manage proactively risks inherent in the credit products and the finance treasury function. So here she is today to share her story with us and lessons along the way. Susanna, welcome. It's great to have you on an episode of the Women of Fintech podcast. Well, thank you very much, Nadia, for inviting me. I'm super, super excited to be in this podcast and to be able to share my experience in the international financial industry sector and also to share my experience with inclusion and diversity. I'm so excited too, and I know that you know, our audience will love to hear your thoughts on these huge subjects. But before we go into that, tell us a bit more about your role at Tide. Yeah, definitely. So I joined Tide in May 2021. So it's, it has been a recent event in my life, a great event, actually. I, and I'm, I'm loving it. And I joined the company as head of the credit and financial risk team. My team sits within the risk and compliance area and we are a second line of defense team. Um, so the main responsibilities that myself and my team have are to, really can, they can be categorized like in three responsibilities. The first one is related to the identification measurement because we are a data-driven company, so measurement is very important. There's a risk related to the credit portfolio in the products that we offer, such as um, non-payment of the loans that we have approved 
or risks that are related to the financial and treasury function, which, for example, it could be how we're managing the funding that we have received from investors. So the second bucket of responsibility um, are related to innovation. As we're a fintech company, we like to innovate. We like to provide the best services and products and experience to our members. So we work proactively with the business line, with the products team, with the first line of defense teams to understand the risk inherent in each of the new products that the company is working on and understand how we can manage the product, not say no, you know, to the product, but how we can manage the product while mitigating the risk. And the third group of responsibilities are related to the automation of the monitoring of the risk so that we can make decisions based on data and we can make it more efficient, the management of the for example, the credit portfolio risk or the financial risk so that we can maintain our operations going because there's a proactive management of the credit risk and financial risk. I love the way that you've explained that because it, it isn't about not allowing a product to do what it's supposed to do. It's about doing it in the right way and you managing that risk around it, which is a fascinating area for people to to understand more about because it's just so important to any product being able to to be sent to a consumer or, or a customer. So it's fascinating to hear about it. Tell us a bit more about what makes Tide unique and actually what drew you to Tide. Yeah, so Tide is... The UK's leading business financial platform, as, and as you mentioned in the introduction, our mission is to save time and money to small business owners by providing tools and products and services to manage banking and administrative tasks. So TIDE stands out because of the richness of the platform and the seamless customer experience that we have. So in terms of the richness of the platform, what Thai does is it acts as an operating system, business systems, which connects different multiple products and services, which enables the small business owners any other business owner to manage, for example, uh, the accounting services, the banking transactions, the bank accounts, also the invoice, the invoices, like incorporating a new company, et cetera, et cetera. So um, this aggregation of services, along with the network of businesses, which you know, support and help each other makes it tight stands out in my view. So what dropped me to Tide is the fact that it's a company which is dedicated to helping small businesses and making the life easier for them and making sure that small business owners have time to do to manage their business and do what they love the most. Why this is important to me because I was a business owner myself in the past and I'm coming from a family of business owners. So I have seen how difficult it is to create a new company, to get uh, an accounting software, 
to manage the invoices, to get payment on the invoices, to open a bank account. I did all this, you know, using individual services or online companies. And it would have been much, much easier for me to do it in one single platform, which is something that Tide does. And the second thing that I love about Tide, and that's why I decided to apply to the company, is the fact that it's a very well-managed company. And there's a lot of uh, diversity within the company. And it's very creative. And it takes into account different angles from the diverse workforce, so culture, and the way how personnel and, and the workforce is motivated to create new solutions for the uh, customers, in our case, our members, is something that I really love, and, and that's why I wanted to work in the company. Oh, that's amazing to hear that, that the environment's so positive, and, and, you know, and the culture is something that, is, that sets people up for success. I love hearing about, you know, some of your past, you know, you said you've been a business owner, you've had to do, you know, some of the, the financials completely yourself, you understand the risks, you know, because you've had that actual lived experience. So I wanted for you just to share a bit more about your career journey and the lessons along the way, because some of our listeners are at the beginning of their careers. Some are midway through, some are incredibly senior, but some of our listeners at the beginning of their careers and love to hear how did you get to the point that you are at right now? So it'd be lovely to hear more about that. Yeah, so I started my career more than 17 years ago. And since the very beginning of my life, and that's something that, you know, I did something that shaped my career, and which is I participated in a program which is called Junior Achievement. And as a teenager, I did that. And in this program, we were, as teenagers, we had the opportunity to create businesses, to own the businesses, such as, you know, like an ecosystem in a simulated ecosystem. But, you know, we were able to, or I myself, I participated in, in a bank I created a cafeteria, I created a TV and news company, and I managed it through a year. And at the end of the cycle, we had had to close the books and participate in competitions for the best company. And and we wrote a memoir, everything. And, And this exposed me to the business administration and also part of the of managing a business but also the excitement of providing services and products to the members uh, or to the members of that group uh, or that program so all these to say that this influenced my life a lot and what i look from that moment on was to work in business in the business area and to work in global environments which will allow me to have an international career and so i started my career in latin america however i have worked in three different countries physically and i have worked with teams in three two countries building products managing risk also making sure that the needs of our customers are met through the products and services. So just to, in a nutshell, so I started my career in banking supervision as a business analyst. Then I took over to Bank Citibank as head of credit risk. After some 
time there, I decided to get my MBA in Italy, and that allowed me to work in like in another international bank um, in Scotia Bank, which is one of the lar four largest banks in Canada with operations in three countries. I built a career there, working um, in different um, like in risk management, in product development, and for the small business, corporate banking, and also retail banking sectors. And after that, you know, I felt that it was time for me to switch to another part of the industry and to learn, you know, from a startup how a company is created and how, you know, like technology is actually used in, the, in this industry uh, to make the life easier to, for example, in this case, uh, to the people and company looking for um, loans. So I joined a company, it's called Fondthrough, it's an invoice financing company, um, operating in Canada and the U.S. And I, I joined as head of the credit team. And my main responsibility, that was a super exciting job because my main responsibility was to automate the credit decisioning and um, use data-driven approaches to manage the portfolios and to make sure that the money that investors were putting in are actually actually being used adequately and that we were using the data to understand how the portfolios were performing. And I used that experience in a startup, in a flat environment, to also replicate the same process in another startup, works in the U.S. and also here in, in the U.K. with, you know, an innovation program in HSBC. And all these have, you know, shaped my career and gave me the skill set to get the job, to have the job that I have at Tide, again, in the fintech industry. So for me, it's, it's a matter of, you know, being open about learning and experiencing different culture, different type of uh, companies, and building on the strength that we ha I have, and also assessing weaknesses that I have uh, through the jobs, and not not being afraid of taking on new challenges, because it's all part of a long-term journey. I'm so pleased that you said that at the end, because you know your career journey is fascinating and just so inspiring to hear all the different things you've done. The, the breadth of experience that you have across the world. It's brilliant for, for people who may listen to that and go, oh, that's intimidating. But then for you to say at the end, look, every step of the way I was learning and I, you know, I, I highlighted things that I wanted to work on. I wanted to get better at those and I, I, I faced those fears. And that's great advice for people to be listening to. One thing I'd like to just go into a little bit more detail on is with all this vast experience, You've moved across countries, you've worked in different environments. How have you done that successfully? You know, understanding for me was a matter of understanding what I wanted from the very beginning and understanding where I wanted to work and what type of jobs I wanted to perform and, and the skill sets that I needed to do that. And this journey is, it has been challenging, it hasn't been easy. You know, I have made leap of faith you know sometimes you know like I have chosen 
to do jobs which were not ideal, but they were a step forward to get the job I really wanted to have uh, in my career. However, I think that by mastering languages, because languages is really important. Like, for example, my mother tongue is Spanish and I need to learn and speak fluently English to be able to, to work in Canada, for example, or the US or, or here. So that's something that I dedicated time to. I dedicated time to also understanding markets and, and make connections to understand, you know, which type of jobs or opportunities uh, were available for somebody with my profile and my experience. Additionally to that, I always kept uh, an open mind to the culture, to the experience that I would be going through because it's, it's quite challenging for a professional to move from country to country. First of all, they have to make sure they have a work permit to work in the country. So there's a lot of administrative uh, procedures that a professional has to follow. They have to move their family or, or themselves, find a, a place to stay, find also themselves and learn about the new culture, make friends, you know, create an environment to feel supported by. So it, it hasn't been easy. It's, it's challenging, but it's also extremely rewarding. Yeah, brilliant for you to explain that because it's so honest as well. You know, the challenges within your career. And I love what you said about choosing roles to step yourself forward because that's great advice to people at whatever stage they are in their career. Sometimes it, it's not about what's your perfect next role. It's about what can you learn in your next role that will take you further forward. And I love the way you've explained that. With all of this in mind, what would you say inclusion means to you? Yeah, inclusion to me, you know, based on my experience, it means three different things. Uh, the first one is recognizing that people are different. They have different skill sets. They look differently you know, they don't think the same way, they don't express the same way, they don't have the same personalities, they're not coming from the same countries or same cities. Like human beings are diverse, therefore employees are also diverse and customers are diverse. So it's recognizing that difference. The second thing is of, from inclusion is incorporating or accepting the difference in making sure that the difference is leveraged within the company. For example, conversations, conversations uh, or discussions to highlight different points of view. For example, when, when a new product has been developed, to highlight different points of view, to highlight the needs from different target customers or the needs from the employees themselves. It enables companies to have a more holistic view of the solutions and the problems as well. And this third component, and I think it's very important, is beyond you know just recognizing and accepting the differences, is providing opportunities, equal opportunities to everybody, and opportunities not just in terms of, for example, promotions, but also in terms of development, understanding why, like the differences, like for example, if you know if we have somebody who 
has very expressive personality and another one who you know it's it's a little bit more shy and but it's analytical you know like understand those differences and understand that each of those skill sets are needed in the company and will make the company better I think you're absolutely right. There's a huge part of it to be about ensuring that we don't overlook people for promotion. The steps before that as well, like who's getting chosen for the exciting project? Who's getting actual career investment into them in terms of training and learning? Mm-hmm. And you know, everybody is going to put their hand up first and say, me, me, me. There are different personalities. So with all of that awareness that you're drawing to this, tell us more about how you've seen inclusive businesses benefit their customers and therefore themselves. Yeah, so inclusive businesses, in my experience, what I have seen is that they put together groups of diverse people in in projects. The companies give a, a task to these teams and it could be, for example, the modernization of commercial banking or, you know, creating a new online channel, for example. They put together a team that, you know, is comprised by, for example, women, men, professionals with experience in online banking, professionals with experience in traditional banking, professionals with experience in analytics, in also improv management, in risk management. So this, this is a very diverse team and it's inclusive because every single group or people, they, they have to provide their point of view. And there's a check and balance exercise being done all the time on, on the proposals, on, you know, the solutions, just to make sure that all the relevant areas are covered. For example, uh, making sure that a product is suitable for vulnerable customers, that the product is suitable for women or for people with impairments, that the product is, you know, will enable a company to manage risk and also grow. The product will be commercially successful. So by putting together this and listening to each of the stakeholders within the projects, the solution that has been found, at least in my experience, is is much more inclusive and much more successful than just having a, you know, like a very funnel view of the solution. And it also benefits the customers because customers are also diverse. And uh, we have to think about what they need, how they think, how they, how they look like in terms of profiles and make sure that diversity also is a reflection of the customers' based diversity mm-hmm. and it's inclusive. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, everything that you said there is so informative and really gives the listeners something to think about in terms of what's happening in their organisation, how teams are communicating with one another, how you communicate with your people within your business, how you communicate with your boss. All of these things are really important to think about, but also put into action. So I love asking this final question because I think it really just helps everybody listening to not just listen to a podcast, but to do something about it. And my last question is, what would be your call to action with regards to what more we should all be doing for workplace authentic inclusion? My call to action 
it's, it's very much aligned with my view of inclusion is recognize differences, accept differences and leverage difference in diversity. And what a wonderful thing to say, because it, I think you've, you've really encapsulated the whole podcast with that final statement that you said, accept it, but also leverage it. You know, and, and I think that, you know, you've really covered everything from ensuring that we are really focusing on improving our understanding of our con consumer base, our customer base, because we're understanding each and every one of each other, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been absolutely wonderful learning about you, your wonderful career journey, all the things that you've learned along the way, how to handle different environments. All that's left is for me to say thank you so much for joining me on the Women of Fintech podcast series. It's been a pleasure. Great. Thank you very much. It has been amazing to be here and thank you for inviting me, Nadia. <laughs>